according to Mark. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, how well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, if someone says to father or mother, any support you might have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. There are many pregnant and powerful verses in the Bible that you could spend an entire lifetime meditating on. But in the top 10 of the most pregnant verses of the Bible has to be Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, where it says, God created man in his image, in the divine image he created him, male and female he created them. So much of what happens in the rest of the Bible, in fact, even what happens in Genesis, depends on that verse. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 is the the linchpin, the hinge on which so much of creation and salvation turns. The fact that we are created in God's image and likeness. It's kind of the reason why God takes so much time and spends so much energy, ultimately sending His own Son to save us because we are created in His image and likeness. And that is why at the end of the sixth day, when God creates man and woman, he says, this is very good. All the other days, he had said, this is good, what I've done. But when he comes to the crown of creation, humanity, 
he realizes this is very good. This is the best of the best I have created. I say all that because sometimes, even though it is very obvious in the scripture that we are created in God's image and likeness, it can be hard to see God's image and likeness in one another. God sees his image in us, but we struggle to see God's image in one another. I'll use myself as an example. Yesterday, I was walking back from the church over to the rectory, and I was waiting to cross Rogers Avenue at this busy intersection. And two African-American men were walking up Garrison Avenue and talking very loudly and laughing. And I immediately began, started thinking thoughts about them. And they were dressed rather slovenly, not very you know, well-dressed by our standards, maybe. And they were carrying on and laughing, and I thought, oh gosh, maybe they're drunk. Maybe they're on something. And as, as I was waiting for the light, praying for it to change quickly, so I could cross Rogers before they reached me, the light didn't change. And they came all the way up to me. I was a little nervous, because you know, we heard about what happened at Subiaco, people breaking into the church. And uh, we know there was an FBI investigation of some house off a of free ferry. <laughs> so there are, you know, unsavory characters. So all these thoughts were going through my mind. And I was failing to see the image of God in these two men. And they walked in front of me, and I smiled, and they smiled and said hello, and they kept on going. And the light still hadn't changed after all this time, that darn light. And as I was looking at them as they were leaving, on the back of the black jacket that one of the men was wearing, it had this saying, it said, be an organ donor. Give your heart to Jesus. Now, how do you think that made me feel? Be an organ donor. Give your heart to Jesus. There is the image and likeness of God. And that is why it's so hard for us. Well, let me just say for me. I hope not for you to see the image of God in others. You know, Mother Teresa, who worked with the poorest of the poor, would spend three hours, three hours every day in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, trying to see Jesus in that bread. She was training her eyesight to see Jesus in the bread. It's not easy to see Jesus in a small piece of white bread. And she said something very profound. She said, if you cannot see Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, you will not see Jesus in the poorest of the poor. And that is why she was able to minister to dying people in the gutters of Calcutta, because she had trained her eyesight to see the image of God in the poorest of the poor as she sat in front of the Blessed Sacrament hours and hours on end so that she could see Jesus in the Eucharist. 
As we come to Mass and we receive our Lord in the most blessed sacrament, let us ask Him to give us the eyes of faith to see Him there when we say Amen, when the priest or minister says the body of Christ. But let us also be able to say Amen when we see one another and the image of God and the likeness of God is in every person. Praised be Jesus Christ.